This Short Code podcast is a proud member of the MedEd Media Network. Inspiration, information, and guidance on your journey to medical school and beyond at mededmedia.com. Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the Short Code podcast. Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews. By students, for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcode.com. Welcome back to the Short Code Podcast, a production of the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine. I'm Dave Etler. With me today are the kings and queens of medical education. Say hello to Aline Sanduk. Hello. To Annie Rempel. Hello. Is it Rempel? I keep asking you Rempel, this question. Rempel. Rempel. You got it. You nailed it. Rempel Stilskin. Mm-hmm. Mackenzie Walhoff. What up? And new co-host. He's been on the show before when I wasn't around. But, you know, I would say that this, as his, this is his second time. Maybe he will once again agree to be on the show and we can call him a new co-host. Tim Maxwell. Hello. Uh, Tim's the one who almost got away. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I, people have said. You know, I wish Tim would be on the show. Uh, your, your, fellow, really your fellow students. Um, so let's give a round of applause to Tim for joining the show. Oh. Yeah, I should join the show more often if this is how I'm welcome. This Tim, is great. Tim, <laughs> Tim was, he was on the Pets show, uh, the Pets episode about a year ago, I think, right? It's is been it a while ago? Yeah, it's been a while. I've been like meaning to come back and I just like, I've uh, usually test days. I'm like, oh man. Yeah, I know. I've got a, got I a, know. Got a cram. <laughs> this week, we're definitely meandering in the margins because I couldn't find any really compelling news stories to talk about. But we are going to answer a listener question from Darius, and we're going to taste a recipe for med school success. So get your, get your taste buds <laughs> ramped up. Mm. Tim, you're a second year med student like Aline and Mackenzie. I am. Uh, just for kicks, what were you doing before you came like to Like a lean? Yeah. It was I'm like sorry, like Anna, uh, like Anna. Annie. Anna. I meant <laughs> to say Annie. Well, we're taking you back. You're, you're, I know. You have to start I, over. I got held back all of a sudden. <laughs> what, what, were you, what were you doing before you came to our uh, illustrious institution of medical learning? What was I doing? Well, um, <clears throat> so I lived in Seattle, finished my undergrad there at the University of Washington. Go Huskies, except for when they're playing BYU because mm. I was originally at BYU. <laughs> um, but I uh, finished my undergrad there in biology. I was too um, too intimidated by biochemistry major, so I went with biology. And <laughs> uh, I actually took kind of an unintentional year off <laughs> um i took my mcat really late would not he was recommend. in a coma I was <laughs> yes um he's actually part coma. there and he was hibernating uh, <laughs> yeah that's an effective way to deal with the winters um <clears throat> but i took my mcat late applied late very late definitely don't don't do this and uh did got a couple interviews but no timing wasn't right yeah timing wasn't right so i ended up uh tutoring for uh, an mcat prep program not the usual like big names and uh one called altius and uh that was really good for me it kept me sharp i feel like (laughs) yeah yeah uh that I mean that, and I, I was playing some I was playing some Xbox. <laughs> if I'm completely honest. Nice. <laughs> that and tutoring, and went on a couple vacations. Uh, when did you get married? World. I got married. That was a while ago. That was in uh, 2012. So oh it's yeah, been six years. Uh, my wife Whitney uh, was working in Seattle. That's what took us up there um, after I got married. 
Well, that's just a little background for our listeners. Uh, And um, it might be particularly important to sort of look back at where you came from once in a while. In fact, I thought it would be fun to look back at yourselves in the days before you entered med school and ask if you could give give yourselves advice, what would it be? So here's what we're going to do. Just, you know, just to help you get in the mood where I'm going to show you your pictures from M1. (laughs) Uh, your M1 pictures, not that long ago for some of you. Aline's probably the longest, but you know, you can look yourself in the eyes and give yourself some advice. Uh, so let's start with, I think, Annie. All right. Oops. Aww. Aww. That's a cute picture. So young. Well, first of all, uh, my picture, for those of you who can't see it, I, I have a bit longer hair now than I did a little over a year ago, and I think I chopped my hair. I took a year off uh, after finishing a master's. I deferred my um, entrance to med school for a year, chopped my hair off, traveled a bunch, worked um, making some art in the Bay Area for a while. Um, so I think um, my shorter hair is kind of like the symbol of like a, a different time, maybe. Um, but a, what would I tell? A better time? No, I wouldn't say better. <laughs> okay. Just like, a different time. Like rings in a tree, you know? And yeah. so for every layer of hair you're growing, you are growing as a person. That joke went nowhere. Clearly, <laughs> clearly I was the only person who thought that was funny. I was going to say it was like a deep. metaphor. I, yeah. I thought you were, I thought I thought you were going, going places. Deep, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you did go places. You had unintentionally went places with that. Um, Advice for your former self. Advice. Well, at this time when I took this photo, I was just coming off this kind of free-spirited year of of adventure. And I think maybe I would advise my current self to take time for little snapshots of of adventure here and there um, and little moments for creativity. Good. Speaking of which, uh, you you had a an exhibit at our Examine Life conference. I did. Recently. Which was entitled "Snapshots." Way to uh, that was unintentional. Give me a segue there into talking about that. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, uh, from a very pretty young age, I've kind of been engaged in the creation of visual art in various forms, and um, I went to undergrad and did a master's at Stanford University, and they have a really awesome um, program that kind of combines the humanities with um, whatever other discipline you're studying. Um, Not so unlike the Carver College of Medicine has the humanities distinction track, which, side note, is a big reason why I'm here. But um, Good. Yeah. Uh, So anyways, this project that I did in undergrad as well as kind of in the years following my undergrad combined storytelling and drawing um, with... um, kind of expression of the lived experience of individuals with Huntington's disease. Um, And so uh, for this Examined Life conference, I showed some of the pieces and little bits of story um, of individuals, patients, as well as caregivers who uh, are affected by Huntington's disease, which is a neurological kind of uh, degenerative disease. Can we put one of those pictures up on the on the podcast? Oh, absolutely. Web page for this episode. We'll put we'll put a, maybe one or two of those up at theshortcoats.com um, for this episode, and you can check it out. Um, yeah, and and so I'll, if I can take a minute to describe um, what I saw. Yeah. Uh, these are basically drawings, pencil drawings that you did. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, I would, th- I would say, very realistic 
pencil drawings, um, sort of in the format of a Polaroid, one of those old Polaroid camera um, photos. And, um, and then alongside those were some, some of the stories of those people. So they were like, and they were zoomed in on their faces or yeah, basically zoomed in on their faces. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. And why did you do that? Yeah. Uh, so this was kind of like a follow up to a previous project was many of the same patients and family members, um, that I'd interviewed two years prior. Um, and something that I've learned working in the, uh, Huntington's community is, um, identity is is fairly important um and kind of uh cherished or savored i don't know what the right word is but a lot of people kind of um are not as excited about letting folks know that they have huntington's disease for a variety of reasons and so um kind of as a way to both respect identity as well as um kind of have this ongoing metaphor for like little snapshots of like a human and who they are but not really disclosing the whole i suppose mm -hmm. yeah well they were very cool thank you thank you for uh showing those at the the examined life conference yeah um next let's move on to our next victim uh-oh tim ah, <laughs> looking sharp ah <laughs> uh, yes my pale face from Washington. Um, <laughs> Old red tie. Yeah. You know what's funny? You're wearing a plaid shirt in a picture, and you're wearing a plaid shirt right now. Not yes. the same shirt. Not the same shirt. Signature yeah. look, Tim? Is that well, uh, there is a certain woman in my life who tends to like plaid, and I tend, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, I would probably be wearing the same basketball shoes I met her in if it weren't for her. <laughs> I nice. only had like one pair of shoes while two pair of those basketball shoes and some like nicer like formal shoes and though that was it now i've got like 10 pairs of shoes you, that's what marriage does to you you are so bad for the economy <laughs> i know i should you gotta go out spend your money just kidding what, what, what other things i guess <laughs> what, what advice would you give your uh, formal former self um besides buy more plaid um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so I think for me, I would honestly say just a little more relaxation, not to take med school like easier, lighthearted necessarily, but like to, um, <clears throat> to take some time and, you know, appreciate a little bit of what you're learning. And, you know, we get so used to having to, uh, rapidly absorb information and then kind of spit it back out <laughs> relatively quickly and there have only been a few times where I feel like I've really had some time to think like wow you know what this is amazing like I've gotten to see like all the cranial nerves in like mm. uh anatomy lab and like you know this process that our body manages to carry out when it's functioning normally is like really cool um and I think I get so caught up in that uh that cycle of absorbing and vomiting back information <laughs> that uh I uh, I don't I would, would like to take more time now and previously to appreciate those things and, uh, you know, kind of remind myself why I chose to go into medicine, um, you know, in part because of the love of, uh, of physiology and how the body works and being able to use that in kind of practical applications in other people's lives. So that'd be well, some advice. Well, good. 
I feel like I can directly relate to that. Like mm. being exposed to all this, you know, very interesting and thought provoking information that took, you know, some people's entire lifetimes to create mm -hmm. or to discover. And like, you don't even have the time to appreciate it. It's just like, there's a cool thing. There it goes. There's a cool thing. There mm -hmm. it goes. It's so frustrating. Yeah. And sometimes oh, I feel like I even get like hung up on the stuff that I don't enjoy or the stuff that's difficult or the stuff that I could complain about rather than the things that are going well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. I hated that lecture because that lecture covered the material that I thought was very boring or was not presented mm -hmm. well rather than focusing on the other four or five that were done excellently. That's yeah. true. Why It's like human nature is like biased toward complaining about things that are <laughs> shitty rather than if it feels like to me rather than celebrating the things that are that are great. It seems to take a more conscious effort to do mm -hmm. that. Yeah, it's definitely sure. in my life. Um, okay, well let's uh, let's try the next person. There she is, <gasps> Aline Sanduk. Um, I don't, Aline I don't hates like any pictures of myself. Mm, yeah. This is the picture I, I used this picture um, for the MSTP episode uh, <laughs> yeah. not long ago, and I think uh, Aline uh, did not wasn't quite appreciative of that. Oh but. no, no, I'm not mad about it. No, no, no. I, I don't I care think... if other people look at my picture. I just, I just, I myself don't want to be forced to look at my own picture. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I just. How long maybe... ago was this picture taken? Um, this was 2014. Okay, so a, a while ago. I mean, it's been four years. years ago. I put on some weight, which was good. It filled out my face a little bit. <laughs> and I cut my hair. And I think that was a better look for me. And actually, it's I really like it now. I think this is the perfect length. I don't know why I'm focusing on my appearance as opposed to like the essence of why we're doing this exercise. <laughs> why are we, so let's <laughs> then let's go with that. Um, what would you tell your your M1 self? Um, I would tell her that no one knows what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> that no one knows what they're doing just as little as I know what I'm doing. It's just other people are way better at faking it until they become it. And you, you, you found this to be a, a source of anxiety, like thinking that you were, um, not doing as well as other people people were doing is that what you're oh for sure yeah. i mean there's a yeah you know, we talk about this a lot there's a lot of like posturing and psych warfare you know in med school and like all advanced programs and and it's not even intentional like everyone I don't think hears, it's intentional i of think of course it's, not yeah i think it's like just the urge to not appear <laughs> worse than other people around you and so and then that, yeah. that sort of uh that sort of you know, start to climb this ladder of like you know I'm doing okay I'm doing okay I'm doing really okay I'm doing because re everybody else is trying to do the same thing yeah that's my guess anyway I think the New England Journal of Medicine recently put out an article about how this even applies to residents they call it I think imposter syndrome mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah and I think I think that really starts a lot sooner than than residency it starts your first year of medical school when you're like <laughs> or an trying to or undergrad yeah basically as soon as you're away from like the little kids you grew up with you're trying to you feel like you have to prove yourself like you have to know more than you actually do or you have to be better at something or feel more confident and you're like asking for help is quote unquote not okay mm. um, until That's you realize it is okay yeah <laughs> it just takes a while to get there totally yeah so think, don't worry so much about what you don't know and yeah and just focus on learning what you need to know i was gonna Maybe. say my phd advisor has been 
like a godsend for that, I think. John Houtman. John Houtman. Oh, yeah. I love him. Yeah. Isn't John, Everybody see, loves John Houtman. He's, yeah. he's a student favorite. He's yeah. such a kind and caring person. And, you know, you can see... You can see that by the fact that everyone who leaves his lab stays in science. Like he he has a way of recognizing people who have a love of science and then nurturing that love into important discoveries. And that's really what every mentor should be doing and not treating students like workhorses that just produce data, data and data mm -hmm. and write papers, which is important. Don't get me wrong, but I just really like his cult. I just really looked up to him as a person you know when he lectured to us and i was like i want to be that good at teaching when i get to be that at that point in my career and and i'm really grateful that he took me into his lab because it's it's been a place where i could learn how to chill out and just enjoy the process of doing science and studying medicine you ever see the movie weird science oh my that's really that that came out the year i was born yeah didn't it? yeah in it was an 80s movie yeah um I hope you were born in the 80s. I think. No. No. <laughs> I was. <laughs> All right. Well, we, we won't go to it. <laughs> we won't you guys. There, the, the, what I was going to say is there's a, there, there is a, uh, a, a uh, PI in this. It's, it's about physics, lasers, and stuff like that. It's PI uh, uh, portrayed in this movie by an actor whose name I don't know, but which, who everybody would recognize even today. Anthony um, Michael Hall? No, no, no. Oh. It was one of those sorts of movies. It was, the movie starred Val Kilmer and somebody else who, who never, um, I think, moved on beyond that movie. But anyway, <laughs> the P.I. was, you know, just a huge, uh, was, was the guy who's like, okay, you're my workhorses. Mm. So Houtman would be the opposite end of this yeah. spectrum of... He's lab dad. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's everyone's science dad. All right, Mackenzie, it's your turn. Oh, great. Great. This looks so young. Yeah. I was going to comment on that anyways. I was like, does it ever concern, especially my other M2s here, how much older we look after only <laughs> one year of medical school? <laughs> no, I always um, kind of sidetrack here, but everyone, every um, spring they post all of the M4 pictures, like where they've matched to, in their M4 portraits, alongside with their M1 portraits. And I always go there and I'm like, Oh no, <laughs> they look so much older. And some of them, it's a great thing. It's almost just like the bags under their eyes are so much larger. Look, oh, you no. can't, don't, under, <laughs> don't underestimate the effect. Of the, okay, so when you when you take your, your M1 photo, as we're looking at here, you are, you know, dressed in your new white coat, right? And yes, there is a fresh-faced, you know, sort of look about you, like you, you know, you haven't been, uh, you haven't been chewed up by the machine yet. But... <laughs> The M4 photos, they've just gotten a haircut, right? A professional haircut, probably. They're now wearing a suit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're going to look older. The only way you can look older than that is to do what I've done, which is accumulate a lot of gray hair. And, <laughs> you know, basically that's... So, you know, don't underestimate that. But yes, it is true that some people just look like they got old. <laughs> Mature, yeah, mature. Mature. Not mature. Mature. They grew up, you know. Mature. They had some. They got some years. They've well, seen like, some things. <laughs> yes, <laughs> things that you cannot unsee. They'll never be the same. So, what advice would you give to your, uh, to your younger self? To myself, a year ago. Get pregnant sooner. Um. 
<laughs> Maybe I don't know. If, you, if you're a new listener, <laughs> yeah. If you're a new listener, uh, Mackenzie is uh, about to uh, uh, give the birth. Give the birth. <laughs> yes, she's about to have a baby. Yes, hopefully. In a, she seems in, very comfortable in there. Not very long from now. Nineteen days. Not 19 that I'm days. counting. Yeah. <laughs> we'll so, see if she comes on time. Anyway, advice to your to your previous self. Um, actually, I think my advice to myself would probably be similar to Tim's is like, take more time to relax, um, enjoy life a little bit more, especially in that first semester, probably call my mom and call my grandma more. I do that now. Mm -hmm. My weekends are my favorite. I'll call and chat with my mom for hours. Mm -hmm. Now I'm at the point where she's like, she answers the phone and she's like, is Is it it time? time? (laughs) I'm like, no. She's like, oh, I was like, really? I can't just call and talk to you anymore without me being in labor. You sound so disappointed. Listen, you have now become a vessel. Apparently, yeah. you've been displaced. As my yeah. my experience with uh, being married to a pregnant woman, <laughs> two time pregnant woman, uh, yeah, you're just you're you're a vehicle for babies now. Apparently, mm-hmm. that's kind of how it feels sometimes. But. That's all right. I mean, you'll 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 come back, but you know, Grandma's really excited. Yeah, this yeah. is her first. Can we change vessel into um, like project manager? Oh, <laughs> like yes. you're, you're constructing mm. something. Yeah, I was gonna say important. I felt a little bit more like parasite like oh, container christine, for a little while christine always felt like she was a she was a victim to a parasite throughout her whole pregnancy yeah. some people have really rough pregnancies I she mean. had a bit she had a bit of a rough time but yeah, yeah. mine's been really easy yeah oh, that's really awesome. easy savor yeah. it yeah <laughs> savor it all right well good uh i let's uh thank you for that advice to your former selves i hope our listeners will uh you know sort of take those in and uh you know if you haven't gotten into med school yet maybe uh think about those before you get here a couple of show notes we're now on spotify yeah super and, excited and we Highly are we're also on radio public and less known but you know we, it's a part of our our always important bid to expand the list of places you can find us so that you have no excuse for not listening unless it's that we're not very good at podcasting um, Doubt it. Thank you. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Totally wrong. Uh, thank you to uh, my friend, Dr. Ryan Gray at the MedEd Media Network for prodding me to get on Spotify. In particular, he's been after me for a mm-hmm. while, but uh, I had some technical trouble doing that. Um, and it took me this long. Second, please join our mailing list. You can find it at the shortcoats.com side of the page. Um, we've got some things we're working on. Right? Some things mm-hmm. we're working on. I'm not going to tell you what those things are. But we got to get some ducks lined up before I tell you what those things are. When those little shits get into line. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on right now. You, mm, that's them creating a bit of anticipation. It's by design. Now I've got to go yeah, on the great. website. Anticipation. <laughs> Theshortcoat.com. Um, third, similarly, similarly, if you aren't a follower of our page on Facebook, make that a priority as well as turning on notifications. Uh, that's another way you'll find out about some of the things we're doing. <laughs> I better now. I got to do those things. Mm, yeah. That's what's happening there. You're creating accountability yeah. actually yes. by telling us about it now. Yes. Okay. Weird. We've got a listener question from Darius uh, about going back to med school. Let's hear from Darius. I don't know if this question was addressed in a previous show. I have become a recent fan, but what would be the best way to go back to school to pursue a medical career? I am currently an EMTB slash paramedic with a bachelor's in emergency medical care. Should I go back to community college and get my sciences completed or look to get into a master's program? Any information will be appreciated. I have been looking online for days and I seem to get lost in the information. Thank you again. The internet. 
Hmm. Never seems to give us the definitive answer we want. You know, yeah. it's really yeah. just the bathroom wall of the world. You know? <laughs> right. Take the advice for what it's worth. Right. You get what you pay for. Right. Uh, any thoughts about uh, Darius's question? I. It honestly surprises me how many schools require applicants to go back and take two semesters of introductory biology if they have a degree in emergency medical care. Like, shouldn't that be enough for like a nursing degree? Like, there's a lot of medical, like people already in health professions who, you know, want to come to med school, but then they have to go back. And that's a lot of coursework. And if you don't have access to a community college, that's really expensive. Mm -hmm. yeah. Even like a special post back program can be those are really expensive. expensive so well especially if depending on how long you've even been out most of the time i think med schools require your courses to be within the last what some courses is what short as four years and if you're four years or more out you got to go and retake those courses mm -hmm. and some of really? that is just silly yeah mm. i didn't know that yeah i mean it's it's it, you can easily sink a lot of money into this in a lot of in a, mm -hmm. in a lot of time and uh, we don't know much more about darius's situation than um, what he's told us for sure. Kylie had, a, you know, had mm -hmm. some feedback. Yeah, she mm -hmm. um, does. <laughs> yeah, um, you need to have, obviously, you need to have good grades in biology, chemistry, math, and physics, um, which is what is sometimes called BCMP. So you gotta have a good BCMP GPA. Kylie noted that most master's level courses won't contribute to your undergraduate BCMP mm. GPA. They're considered mm -hmm. separately in the application process. Um, so that might not be the right way to go, um, to get this accomplished. Um, although they will contribute to your overall application, that's not what you might need to do. Um, I think she also commented on there to be wary of the courses that you take at a community college as well. She did. Yeah. Not all, all well, not all community colleges are equal, obviously. Um, but an organic chemistry course at a community college might not look the same to an application committee as an organic chemistry course at a four-year institution. Yeah, and it, 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 I mean, let's face it, it might not even be because the course itself was not a good course. It's just that, you know, there's a little bias towards a four-year college. Right. Um, so conventional wisdom might be to show some more recent academic success in a rigorous environment by enrolling in a formal post-bac program or um, the kind of make-your-own post-bac programs um, that exist out there. Anybody do that? Did you do that, Tim, since you... I did not. Um, I had an exceedingly long undergrad uh, <laughs> program uh, transferred twice. Um, the second time was not planned, but, you know, getting married and having your spouse move to a different state. Kind yeah. Of. Mm. yeah. <laughs> That'll do um, it. Yeah. But yeah, I did, I did not do a post-bac. I took, uh, I don't know, kind of had a meandering undergrad and then did a master's, but um, I took some courses at a different university over the summer to fulfill things I wouldn't be able to do. So I took physics at a different university, but again, it was a four-year university. So um, sort of a make-your-own it was, it was uh, yeah, I would call it a make-your-own. Okay. I would say that like more of the introductory level science courses would probably be fine to take at a community college physics would probably be fine calculus things like that would be fine um but you probably want to be taking more of your upper level biology um the courses you really want to impress the application committee those you want to be taking at a pretty good institution yeah i was also going to say um maybe like a a more 
I don't know, manageable way to look at this is maybe for Darius to get in touch with some of the universities he would be interested in applying to and mm. seeing like what are their requirements, mm -hmm. what are their perspectives. Yeah. I'm sure they'll be happy to share mm -hmm. that information. Yeah. You, you sure. stole my thunder there. That's that's uh, oh. pretty much always the, <laughs> and I had that at the very end. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much always our advice is contact admissions programs. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Ask them that question. You'll know, you'll find out two things, what it is they think you need to do. Mm-hmm. And whether they want to answer your question. Mm -hmm. yeah. If they don't right. want to answer your question, Maybe perhaps don't go to that else. school. Yeah. <laughs> um, some right. some schools are a bit snotty about uh, stuff like that. Um, it also helps to, um, in a totally innocent way, get them to point their eyeballs at your application, and then you know you're you're basically. <laughs> If they see something they like, they'll tell you that, and then they'll remember your name in the future if you ever reapply. Now that they have, you know, a first exposure to you. Yeah, John Panta suggested an alternate route um, that does involve community college. Work as an RN while getting your BSN, Bachelor of Science in Nursing, um, and then go for advanced practice registered nurse. Mm -hmm. So this way you'll get your prereqs in. You'll be able to make money during med school. That's a that's an idea. Um, but, you know, it seems to me in um, Darius's case, he's already w working as an EMT. He can do the same thing by doing an EMT and take, taking a post-bac program. Now, post-bac programs, as you said, are expensive. Mm. If you're in Iowa, um, Darius, then uh, check out the uh, post-bac program um, at ISU, uh, Iowa State University. Mm -hmm. It's uh, supposedly very reasonable um, and also very rigorous. So that's a good choice. Yeah. Um, but you'd have to be an in-state Iowa student for that. Um, there is a list on the AAMC's website, um, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes for today's show, um, to many post-bac programs around the country, and you can do some, you can start doing your research uh, there if that's the route you want to go. I just want to piggyback on that um, and say that there are some post-bac programs, um, you know, of course they're affiliated with the university, but uh, some of them after you complete the program, depending on how well you did in the coursework, you will get, as part of your uh, admission, uh, a guaranteed uh, interview at the medical school that it's affiliated with. Mm, that's true. Um, yeah. Or like a, you know, a preferential. Some even have like guaranteed admission if you meet a certain level of mm. like a coursework um, grades in their post-bac program. If, if I did spend, you know, tens of thousands of dollars on such a program, it wouldn't be unreasonable to expect, you know, some kind of in or some kind of, you know, added benefit in terms of getting into that med yeah. school but the key there and we're making a lot of we're making this assumption already in this advice kick ass mm. in your post-bac program yeah um, definitely don't screw around you know do what you got to do i mean you're going to do that anyway because you're spending so much money um but you know it's worth saying again just taking a post-bac program and and doing okay is not going to help you very much Okay, Darius, let us know how it goes. Um, thank you for sending in your question to the shortcodes at gmail.com. We love questions from our listeners because it means I have to prepare less and we can talk more about <laughs> what you want. Um, guys, it's November. Mm -hmm. It snowed last night for the first time this year. I was so mad when I woke up this morning. Oh, it was so really? beautiful. Oh, God. See, these are the two cats. Yeah, it was yeah that was my pretty, dog. But it was beautiful. My dog went insane when we let her out. Like, she just started sprinting around the yard and, like, eating the snow. And, like, it was... So that made it, like... I'm not a huge fan of snow. I think it can look pretty. But, like, when she goes crazy, it's kind of fun. Yeah. I would, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Amazing. I would love snow if it was 70 degrees out. 
to clear my car off this morning. I was so upset. I was like, well, Christine cleared my car off for me. That was pretty. Thank you, Christine. I have well, to she clear out my garage and put the car back in the garage for the year. Yeah. We should add that the kind of snow we got yesterday is light enough that it left some snow on the grass, but like all the sidewalks were clear. Yeah, that's yeah. really the that's, best yeah. kind of snow to get. Yeah. 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 yeah, I love that. Well, the December holidays are coming. First, we've got uh, Thanksgiving coming up. The You students are planning your CECOM uh, Thanksgiving feast in the coming week. Um, and after oh, that, yeah, when is that? I always forget about that. That's next week, isn't next it? Week. Yeah, I think it's like high V catering. I want to say it's the 12th. Like yep. Um, Another day I don't have to pack food. After that, <laughs> it's less than a week, roughly. Half the school gets the entire week off for Thanksgiving break. The other mm-hmm. half has to continue their, they get a couple days off, but you know, you have to continue your, uh, grind. your grind. So it is the last, it's the last year we get to enjoy that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are your plans for Thanksgiving week? Bounce on a ball. For about five days straight. Yeah. Let's let's exclude. <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> we should exclude McKenzie. When I wrote that question down, I really wasn't thinking about Mackenzie's plans. No, I've got Mackenzie, go have a have baby. a child, eat some turkey. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. Uh, I've got family in Chicago, so we're gonna head into Chicago for a few days um, and hang out with. I've got four uh, little uh, nieces that all have bright blonde hair Aww. that. Uh, they're really fun to play with. They'll like, <laughs> they'll make me give them piggyback rides and stuff, which I do willingly until it's you know the sixth time, and then I'm like, I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> uh, this horsey you... needs to take a Tylenol, guys. Yeah. Are you going to go to Chicago Tardis like my family? The what? What's up? It's the Doctor Who convention <gasps> in Lombard, Illinois. Oh goodness! Oh my gosh! I want to go. See. Well, I I. I told, I've, for the past couple of times we've gone, we didn't go last year, I think we went the year before, the last couple of times we've gone, I have not um, paid for my, me to actually go. I'm content to sit in the lobby and watch all the weirdos, but, <laughs> but uh, just, you know, by that. the money is wasted on me, but my family is, really enjoys Doctor Who. So we're going to go to the Chicago TARDIS. Uh, uh, Clara is uh, from, from... Oh, she's going to be there? She's going to the be actress? there. Oh, Other actresses wonderful. and actors oh, wow. are going to be there. But they're very excited. So That's crazy. What about, uh, so, you know. Something, I'm to, something to think about. I have not seen any yeah, It's all right. It's all right. It's all so, right. See Mackenzie. It's really awesome. Just blow off the baby thing and come to Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Bring the Sounds ball. Like a, Bring, Bring the, the ball. ball. <laughs> Sounds like a great, Bring the ball. great idea. Uh, Aline? Um, I'm going to go home for Thanksgiving. Um, to, uh, to Canada? No, actually I go to D.C. To D.C. I and forget. then Christmas in, in Canada. Oh, okay. Um, but actually, so in the immunology graduate program, the first weekend or the weekend before Thanksgiving, I should say, mm-hmm. um, we have a kind of semi-required, pretty much a required conference in Chicago. Oh. Um, and we, we get put up in this really nice hotel because it's so cheap to stay in Chicago the weekend before Thanksgiving. Yeah. So it, you know, it softens the blow of being required to go. Is that the AIC? It's AIC. I've been, I've yeah. been twice oh, have you in really? undergrad. I did immunology research and presented there. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. pretty great. It's really designed for students, for graduate mm-hmm. students. So it's, you know, of all the conferences you could be forced to go to, it really caters to like us. Um, and so usually I leave on Friday, go to that, and then fly out from Chicago directly to DC, and then I come back on Sunday, so. Big trip. Annie, yeah. what's your uh, what's your deal? Yeah, so I'm, I'm from California originally. Uh, so making the flight. Couple flights, uh, yeah. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to spending some time. Hope with you guys family. get to relax. Yeah, definitely. We don't have a big exam the week we get back. Oh. We have caps, but 
Last year we had MOHD exam the week we got back, and I feel like nobody yeah. could really enjoy. I've got yeah. the caps thing the break. day we get back. Yeah, so. me too. It's okay. <laughs> well, I I plan on returning from Thanksgiving with a special treat for you all. Ooh, special, delicious treat. Are you actually going to tell us what it is, or are you just going to no, hint at it? No, okay, because I, I haven't quite figured it out yet. Oh. But it will be tasty. I can't treats. tell you because I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a pretty good idea. Christine is on board. Wow. Um, last year we did golden molded Thanksgiving surprise, um, wow. which you may remember. Um, but this year it's going to be even better. So, <laughs> so what day is that going to be? I feel I, like it's probably signed up for already. Probably the probably. Friday after uh, after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. So oh. that's the reason I really haven't been on enough is because my day is like I'm living day to day and I like don't think to look far enough ahead. Yeah, to you, be need like, to, you need <laughs> yeah. to just you need to just commit yourself to a show and be like, yep. come hell or high water, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> well, listeners, I hope you're aware that uh, speaking of food, we're collecting recipes for medicine success on our website at theshortcode.com. If you have one to contribute, click the orange button that says send in a recipe. And I have one that I'm contributing and I made it for you today. Oh, this is terrifying. Uh, why would you say that? Because <laughs> of the statement other I've, people have made toward it? I've made it special for you. And it's unusual. Um, but I think not disgusting because I love it. It's called opposite oatmeal. Because... It's really the opposite of what oatmeal, what people think of as oatmeal. So tell me what you think oatmeal tastes like. What would you, if you, does anybody love oatmeal here? Or at least tolerate it? If it has honey, I, like it. I like it. Okay, so what would you, so you said. Uh, if it has honey. Okay. And like brown sugar. What would you put in honey? In, in uh, oatmeal? <laughs> what would you put in honey, Tim? Um, yeah, some brown sugar probably. Okay. Aline? Uh, maple syrup. Okay. All right. Yeah, Annie? maybe some fruits, okay. nuts. Oh, healthy. What's the common denominator? <laughs> <laughs> What's the common denominator here? Sugar. Yes, sweetness. I don't. I, I don't play that. Uh -oh. Okay. So I came up with this little gem, and every time I try to describe to somebody, I get looks of incredulity, as though it's a sacrilege against the gods. Do let's see if you can identify the tastes. Uh, open the. I tried to keep it warm for you. Now I did prepare this to my taste. It's a little bit less runny than than other people like oatmeal, but anyone want to do the honors? Well, go ahead. I, it's wrapped up in tin foil, we so can't it's, uh, see it yet. Here, yeah. why don't I just bring it over here? Don't be don't be shy. I'm kind of nervous. I'm gonna spill it everywhere. Oh, it's, keep it's mind, well wrapped. Keep in mind, I love this. Tin foil you enjoy surprise. it? This is one of my favorite foil, my what? favorite snacks. It's question. If we polled the general population, would it also be something that all of them? I don't enjoy? think anybody's ever thought of it before, to be honest with you. I think you, do you have I, a patent before we like you, announce this to the world? I think the oatmeal sheeples of the world. It oh, looks like is there turmeric in it or something? It looks like yeah, fried rice. Yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty I'm yellow. I'm excited now. <laughs> all right, well, uh, uh, Sorry, grab a grab a spoon, spoon, give it a taste. Spoon. Oh, spoon. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm a little worried about Mackenzie because, you know, stereotypically pregnant women are like not down with certain flavors. <laughs> like disproportionately into and not into certain Yeah, things. go ahead. Go ahead. I'll dig in. Go, go ahead. It. All at the same time. All at the same time. Hmm. Yeah, it really looks like fried rice, okay. actually. Yeah. Oh, I knocked into that. Savory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get a bit of the oatmeal taste, like way at the end. What do you? Uh, what Is other? There's some cheese going on in there. Could be. <laughs> Could be. Could be. I love it. 
Yeah, it's actually really good. It reminds me of fried rice. It looks like fried rice. It mm-hmm. tastes like fried rice. Is this fried rice? It is not fried rice. <laughs> Does it have rice in it? There is a there is an additional ingredient that, uh, or di- actually two additional ingredients that uh, nobody has mentioned yet. Butter. Uh, Salt. In a, in a way. <laughs> good, good safe guess. Uh, yes, very nice. Cayenne. No, huh? Cayenne. Okay, you're is getting there. Spicy? You're getting there. There's a little spice in there. Nutmeg. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's not. Yeah, it's a, a liquid, spicy thing. It's a sauce. Oh, sriracha. Oh yes. Oh, really? Sriracha. Interesting. Oh. Um, Thank you. Have you taken and, a picture of this that you're going to post on the website? Uh, I did not take a picture of it, mm. but I will. I will. That's a good idea. I should. I should probably do that. Um, so yes, what this is is, <laughs> uh, and the the ra- this is the ratios that I've come up with. One pouch of instant grits. Grits. I was. Mm. Oh, I should have said it. Mm. Three pouches of oatmeal. And you can. I mean, you know, if you don't want to mm-hmm. eat four pouches of a, some sort of, you can mess with the ratio here. But Are we talking instant oatmeal? Instant oatmeal. Okay. Uh, Parmesan cheese. Not oh. the not the kind in the shaker can. Oh, really? That will not work very so, well. It's this is the shredded. Some of the nicer. Not, it doesn't even have to be nice. <laughs> this is high V brand, um, which is fine. It's not fancy or anything. And uh, and of course sriracha to taste. Hmm. Uh, I I like it. I like it uh, not runny. I like it to be uh, a little bit. Yeah, it's more pretty dense. Dense, mm-hmm. but you know you can do whatever you want with it. What do you call this? I call it opposite oats, since nobody else. I feel I feel strongly nobody else has come up with yeah. savory oatmeal ever in the world. Is this hmm. your original creation? Yes. Oh. As far as I know. I mean, yes, it is. I'm Impressive. sure someone else in the world someone else has in the world conceived has, of but, this independently. But, right. Yeah. Should copyright that. So, Secret so recipe. It's out, it's out yeah, for the it's world. It's out in the world now. <laughs> I give away all my shit for free. So <laughs> I, you know, like, I'm not a businessman. I would I would probably be terrible at it. I could build a whole empire. You know, like, look at the Kellogg's guy. He, he came up with, like... Uh, cornflakes to stop people from masturbating and look at him now. Do you know the story? No. What? Yeah, he thought that that cornflakes was like you know, the nature's perfect food and if people could just switch from masturbating to cornflakes It's true. The world would be a better place. As far as I know, it didn't work. As far as you know. (laughs) (laughs) It only encouraged them by filling them with fiber and giving them the energy (laughs) to masturbate more. (laughs) Sorry, Mom. Sorry, Sorry, Mom. Mom. (laughs) My mom, wherever she is in the world, is aware that I just use that word publicly. Uh, Your your mom is going to be fine with it. Your mom's going to be fine with it. It's all for... Scientific purposes. It's all for the clicks, Mom. <laughs> That's what's important. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna, 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 I'm gonna put that in the. It's uh, really good. I'm gonna put that in yeah. the in the uh, name of the show. It's gonna be like, you know, Aline talks about masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No, the title. <laughs> That's the title of today's show. Email a link to your mom. <laughs> no, let alternate title, um, anti-masturbatory reverse oats. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Look, I'm not I'm not going to claim I'm not going to c- claim that this is going to stop <laughs> masturbation. <laughs> this is I'm not. just trying to get the heat off me, Dave. Yeah. Trying to get the heat off. So the verdict is pretty you, yum. You okay. would eat this. I would eat the whole thing. No, I definitely wouldn't, but I'm going to just sit here and keep putting more <laughs> in my mouth. I mean, we're we've literally been passing it around in the circle, yeah. which yeah. the listeners can't like, see like, like stoners or something. <laughs> 
<laughs> just like the blunt. Are there drugs in this? There are no drugs. The only the only thing that concerns me about this recipe is that you know if you're not into trans fats, I'm pretty sure the um, the uh, instant grits butter flavored oatmeal probably or uh, grits probably has a little trans fat action in it. But I don't eat a lot of trans fats it's outside of this. This. So mm -hmm. I had a prof in undergrad who was very upset when they mo removed trans fats from Oreos because he swears they were much, much better. Yeah. And they had trans fats. And I kind of agree. I think there's been something wrong with Oreos in the past decade. Maybe <laughs> maybe your tastes have mm. matured. Is there something that you loved as a kid that you don't love anymore? No, not really. The zebra gum. Zebra. Do you remember the zebra gum? I think no. maybe. I do, yeah. Maybe I'm too old. Tell me more. <laughs> um, so it's usually like in the checkout aisle. So I lived in a place in Salt Lake City, there was a store called Dan's Groceries, and in the like checkout aisle, you know, they've got like the like candy bars last yeah. second buy. There would always be like this like pack of gum that had a zebra on it, and like mm -hmm. each of the gum pieces had like stripes like zebra, I, but they were multicolored. I remember fruit stripe gum. But. Maybe that well. But it could have been zebra gum. But its flavor went out in like five seconds. Oh yeah. Like, I appreciated it as a kid. I was like, "This is awesome." Yeah. And now I'm like, "Why did I?" You'll do anything. <laughs> You'll do anything for the tiniest hint of sugar as a child. Mm -hmm. That's like the the gum that came in like the little rolled up, yeah, foot, like three feet long Wait, of gum, and you had to like just like keep eating. Yeah, yeah. It, I was gonna say away. fruit by the foot, but that's not it. It's not quite the same thing. I, was, I had the exact same thought. I don't. It's bubble tape. Bubble, I think it was oh, bubble, bubble tape. tape. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, right? bubble tape. Mm -hmm. I think in general, sweet, like, I mean, yeah. as you might imagine, the sweet uh, things, eh, they don't do much for me anymore. I, I will turn down, uh, uh, say, cake, for instance, um, in favor of stuffing. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, stuffing is pretty good. Yeah. My wife is really bitter because, well, I might have to have her listen to this, but um, so a couple years ago, she made this amazing apple pie. She makes a apple pie. It's hard to. Yeah. I, I specifically did not mention pie. Yeah. I'll turn down cake, but never <laughs> because pie. I will not turn down pie. <laughs> well, we'll have, maybe we'll have to bring some on the show. It's yeah, so I, good. I'd be happy with that. I threw together some stuffing last minute. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the exact recipe, mm -hmm. and just the instant stuff. I think it had some of that. Like <laughs> I threw in some like extra sausage and stuff to like you know sweeten the deal. It, it's good to. <clears throat> Add a little something, yeah. something to the instant stuff. Yeah, she was mad because people kept like coming back for seconds. On oh. <laughs> nobody, people didn't go back for seconds on the pie, and I was like, I love the pie. Um, That's but, great news for me. More pie. You know than what? <laughs> yeah. What's your wife's name? Whitney. Whitney. Happens to the best of us. You know. <laughs> I don't care how good a cook you are. Sometimes you make the pie and nobody eats it, and that is <sighs> fucked up. It's a tragedy. Yeah. But yeah, yeah more for me, right? So. Yeah, and her. That's true. Yeah, true. Little little does Whitney know. Tim actually goes around being like, "Don't eat the pie. It's awful. It's so bad." Here's five dollars to eat my stuffing. <laughs> that sounds really bad now. <laughs> Out loud. Lobbying for your stuff. Oh gosh. There's a bunch of stuff I like now after getting pregnant that I didn't like before. Oh, oh do tell. Do, yeah. what, what should we What should we try? Uh, like, a, well, I just didn't like mayonnaise or sour cream or any like of the creams on anything. Now mm -hmm. I'll now I love it and I'll eat it and. Interesting. Mm. What, okay, mayo versus Miracle Whip. Mayo. I don't know. I haven't explored. Miracle. Screw your Miracle Whip. <laughs> you and your you Midwesterners. 
pew, 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 pew. There's a crossfight <laughs> happening right Mer- now. Merkel, Merkel whip. Mid- <laughs> Midwesters, are there, like, I know Annie's a Midwesterner, right? No, no, California. She's from California. Uh, you are a Midwesterner. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but you were some there's something midwestern about you that i can't remember you were born here my family's from iowa so okay, i spent right. a lot of summers okay. but... so you've got the genes yeah sure <laughs> you're genetically whip... predisposed to like one of these miracle whip should never have been invented but it seems very popular it? it's sweet it's weird mayo weird mayo <laughs> I don't think I've ever had that it. you know like if you go to get if you if you go to the, like get um chicken salad or tuna salad or whatever in a restaurant in the in this area you will get sweet tuna salad or chicken salad and it's screwed up <laughs> it's an abomination it is apparently <laughs> it is so so is it just sweet mayo because that's the message i'm getting pretty much i, I, I don't even there's got to be something there's got to be something more to the story there i mean you can't just uh, you know you can make Cakes with mayonnaise, so I guess what? yeah, mayonnaise cake <laughs> makes it a real. Actually, moist. I think I have had like that. an instantaneous moist, heart right? attack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it comes have with a, a complimentary cake. ambulance. Do you have to like <laughs> sign a DNR or no, something I mean, like about, to eat that? Think about oh it. A cake God. has a, a cake has eggs. It has oil. <laughs> it has other things that are in mayonnaise. So I have heard of eggs? people using sour cream to make cheesecake. Yeah, Ooh. I have heard of that. Ooh. Yeah, in fact, oh, if you yeah. mix, if you mix. Uh, sour cream with sugar you mm. will get something that tastes exactly like cheesecake really is that thank, how you can make like yeah. thank you karen bertino from uh, college from the from my dc dining commons days for uh you know pointing out that connection <laughs> i will yeah. always remember it hmm. and sometimes i will partake <laughs> <laughs> you know what you just made me think of um, how vegans make cheese out of cashews. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that interesting? I've never had it, but they How do you seem... make cheese out of cashews? Well, how do you make milk out of almonds? Kind of similar you thing. You milk them. You just... Yeah. The little... Yeah, the, the little almond udders. <laughs> little almond cheese. Yeah. Little known seen fact. The, the comics. Of, there's always so many of those <laughs> I cartoons. Uh, those. That's hilarious. I think they, like... They grind up the cashews and then they add water and then like other spices and and I think actually they add cornstarch to like thicken it up. But they like I've never tried it, like I said, but they seem pretty convinced from the days of yore when they had had cheese that it's like pretty close. Mm. So. My wife is currently mm. trying to go dairy free. And so there's dairy free oh. cheeses in the house. And mm. Interesting. Yeah, it doesn't. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't do much for me, but she's yeah. doing it because she's, you know, she wants to try it out and mm. see oh. what happens. We know it's interesting that the two countries on earth that, you know, would be predicted to be like have an obesity problem, France and Italy, mm, just are don't. the countries where they eat so much dairy <laughs> and then so much pasta. And yet they're all like, you know, stick figures that are super fashionable. Yeah, yeah. Walking oh all over the streets of Milan eating <laughs> pasta. But yeah. I think that's the thing. They're walking all over the streets. <laughs> Mm. That's true. That's There's right. also the, the plot thickens. Uh, Cigarette smoking helps quite a bit. Yeah, the, we are. Uh, uh, that's a good point. Americans yeah. are eating. Just a recommendation eat. for all of you who want to lose weight out there. Yeah, just oh. take up smoking. Yeah. You, uh, Don't do it. Expected mothers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> away. If you want, Don't do that. If you don't want a fat baby yeah. or preeclampsia. Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> If you want your baby to start their modeling career early, yes. get that smoking. This, this, this is important. Horrible. No. I it's hope important. I hope anyone listening to this listens to a different episode after they hear me say that. Uh, yeah. I just keep getting a picture of Americans riding around on their, you know, 
in their cars eating, you know, cheesy oatmeal concoctions. <laughs> Guilty you know, with their trans fats. <laughs> <and> then... <laughs> definitely, well, I guess that, that would definitely be me. I definitely had to stop at Taco John's yesterday on the way home yeah. and get like the large potato lays, and it was just like eating the cheese and the nacho cheese how do with you, the potato lays in my car while driving home. How do you feel about the if if you were if how do you feel about the uh, the recommendations that that pregnant women get for things like you know uh, being healthy during now, mm. now that you've uh, been through it. It's hard, um, especially like in first trimester. If I wasn't, if I wasn't eating, if I didn't have my something in my stomach, I was puking. Yeah. So it was really? like at some point, it was like I just have to be like, you know what, whatever it takes. Did and, it have to be certain things or? Um. Yeah, cause certain things. Well, I actually would aside eat, from a jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> I would eat based on what I what I knew would hurt coming back up. Apples are extremely painful to puke up really fun fact chunks. but um sharp fairly sharp chunks yep. is that yeah yep um so like one of the super unhealthy things i ended up caving into after like a few weeks because it cured my nausea completely was mountain dew oh 100 percent. really all it would take was like four or five sips and my nausea was gone and huh. like my mom had always said like oh yeah no when i was pregnant with you i always had, I had a can of mountain dew every single day the body is a magnificent machine (laughs) not that i'm recommending that for everyone but yeah give it a try i mean like seriously diet or regular next version of mountain Dew. uh never always regular i can't do diet (laughs) maybe it was so it could have been the sugar it could have been the carbonation yeah i think it was a bit of the i think it was the carbonation yeah i think it's some of the caffeine even sometimes now i need to like if i feel myself getting sick if i get a coffee or something i'll feel better a little Hmm. tip for tip for moms out there Huh. That's a pretty moms. typical home remedy, actually. Like in my family, no, to like drink Seven Up when you feel nauseous yeah. or if you're mm-hmm. about to get sick. I didn't. I never knew the ginger origin. ale would make me puke though. Mm. So like it wasn't just fizziness that helped. So, so Mountain Dew specifically. Yeah. Well, and I would sit in lectures like pathology last year. That was when I was in my first trimester. It was rough. Um, staring at a, uh, a uterus. Yeah. <laughs> like endometriosis. God damn. I just like sit there and like nibble on saltine crackers. That's the only way I medicine can make it through has, those lectures. Medicine is no bad. respect for pregnant mothers. It's like, okay, well, congratulations on your being pregnant. Now we're going to show you pictures of horrible <laughs> things well, that like, will make you question your Every single existence. lecture has like, oh yeah, by the way, this is awful if you get pregnant. This will happen. You can like, die if you get pregnant and this happens. Excellent. This medication you can't take while pregnant. I do remember. You, you basically get the, heart failure the, when you Pituitary lecture, I think, uh, where Dr. Rahal was like, "Oh, oh, don't worry, this won't yeah. happen to you." Yeah. And yeah. Then, like, on. Like, <laughs> She's one of those people who would be very careful about that. Like, yeah. Don't yeah, worry, yeah. this will not happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad things are going well for you. I can't wait to maybe the next time I see you, there will be a baby. <gasps> Probably not. I mean, I'm going to be here for the next couple weeks yet. Unless you just purposefully ignore Babes, me as I walk ignore past you. gonna, your office. He's going to be closing his eyes. and I'm going to hide behind my mind. No, baby. So. No, nope, not looking yet. <laughs> that is our show. Aline, Annie, Mackenzie, Tim, thank you for being on the show today. Well, thank you. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for the food. Hey, no yeah, problem. I did not bring a lunch, and I am like, mm, Me either. Yeah. And thank you, listeners, for making us part of your week. If you like what you heard today, why not subscribe? You can benefit from our habit of answering listener questions. So send your questions or whatever you like to the short codes at gmail.com, or you can leave a message at 347-SHORT-CT. We'll talk about it on the show. And don't forget to contribute your recipes for med school success by visiting the shortcode.com and clicking the orange send in a recipe button. I've decided it's going to be an ebook. 
that's what I've decided. And why not, right now, while your, your podcast app is open, give us some stars and a review because validation is important to us. The show is made possible by a generous donation by Carver College of Medicine Student Government and ongoing support from the Writing and Humanities Program. Our executive producer is Jason Lewis. Our opening music is by Dr. Vox. And our closing music is by Catmosphere. Talk to you in one week. <laughs>